the holy letters of the Rebbe in volume 10. This is letter number 3287. Baruch Hashem. Uh, the 21st day of Shvat. Uh, the Rebbe said, it was pleasant for me to receive your letter in which you write about various problems, but you don't mention that which has happened to you in, from the, in the year Tofresh Pezayin in 1927. He says, at that point in 1927, Tofresh Pezayin, my father-in-law, uh, the Rebbe, with the titles over here, told me about you and told me about your talents, your special talents and your abilities and that there is to hope that if you utilize them and you bring them into fruition, from potential into actuality, this would be a tremendous benefit for the for the many, for the community. In, if you use your talents. That's what my father-in-law told me. Now, the words of the righteous are alive and existent. And when we say alive and existent means that they accomplish what they need to accomplish. So, meaning the Rebbe's trust in you and the Rebbe's hopes and the Rebbe's talking about your talents, for sure, to a certain measure, have been materialized. They have come down, they've been come down in, in, in actuality. And the Rebbe says, I would like to know some details about it. So the Rebbe says, you know, you were uh, put in high regard by my father-in-law. He told me about that you have the potential and that you can... Uh, do something. I would like to know some details. It must be if my father-in-law said this about you that you have and that some of it has materialized. I want to know details. Thank you from from the beginning, the Rebbe said. I thank you in advance. So the Rebbe says I'm sure I don't need to encourage you that even if in our place in the past there was a demand from each and everyone that was there that you needed to work hard to support, strengthen the yeshivas and to disseminate in the spirit of authentic Judaism. Even though that wasn't easy, this was tied to self-sacrifice, literally. In order to keep Yiddishkeit over there, you endangered your life, literally. That means literally giving up your body. You may be killed, God forbid. Maybe exiled. How much more so that demand is greater when we find ourselves in a place and in a country that we don't need literal self-sacrifice, only figuratively, Self-sacrifice based on what's explained in Hasidus. Self-sacrifice means to give up your will. Mesidus Harotzen. 
give over your will, in other words, bend yourself. Don't just give it. You want to not do, do, or you want to do negative things, don't do. In other words, devote, give over nefesh, meaning your will. Just like when the Torah mitzvahs were given, when the Torah was given in general, how did it take place? It was when the Jewish people said, Nase before Nishma, we will do before we will listen. In other words, they accepted. They didn't even know what Hashem was going to tell them. But they said, we're going to do whatever you tell us. So that means they gave over their will. They said, whatever you're going to want to do, that's what, whatever you're going to want us to do, that's what we're going to do. Before they said, oh, let's figure out why we should do it, what's the explanation. They said doing it before understanding. The same thing is the Torah mitzvahs that we give, that we're given every day. Because Torah mitzvahs were not given thousands of years ago. Torah mitzvahs are given every day. Every day it's like a new giving. When we make the blessing for the Torah, we say, Baruch Atah Hashem no same, the one who gives the Torah. It's a language of present, which means Hashem is always giving the Torah. That the basis and the beginning needs to be by first, first accepting and then listening. And then first you start by accepting. And then you uh, harness yourself to go work also using your intellect using your ideas, using your understanding, using your power of connection, the intellect you can use. But first, you have to devote yourself to acceptance. And after that, you go to understanding. As explained in the books of Chabad and in the Maimorim. And the tremendous privilege of those who have so much, so much, those who have an influence on the youth, each and every one, every boy and every girl of the young generation, it's very easy to change their shape when they're young than when a person, he's already uh, aged and he's of age and he's already set in his way and certainly, we told people the old age, it's very difficult to change, to move around. And, you know, it's a young tree can be adjusted a little bit, but they, old once you've grown in a certain direction, very hard to straighten out. Number two, the Rebbe says to him, uh, the, you asked a question about the publication. There's a special publication called Akriya Vagadusha. Uh, that Rebbe published that uh, especially in conjunction with the World War II. During World War II, the Rebbe published, in that, in that publication, there used to be a lot of encouraging words and to hold on to Yiddishkeit. You know, the Jewish people were devastated by the World War II. And the Rebbe says to him that that publication has been stopped, that after the World War II was over, the previous Rebbe stopped that uh that publication um, indicate what you're um, 
asking about preparing uh, counselors, preparing, he asked the Rebbe, preparing counselors, preparing mashpi and people uh, to teach Hasidic teaching also in Lushan Kodesh. I guess most of the teachers spoke Yiddish at that time. He wanted them to teach uh, also in Lashon Kodesh. But the Rebbe says, for sure it's known to you that there are many teachers that teach publicly Hasidus in the Holy Land and they do it in Lashon Kodesh. They learn Hebrew. Uh, And the Rebbe says, you bring a verse, uh, a, a verse that says, Basically, the teaching of Hasidus is sort of a, uh, calls it like golden apples. Uh, uh, means like uh, golden apples in silver. So in other words, that it's okay uh, in the silver. So the Rebbe says, I don't have to emphasize to you that at least there has to be uh, a relationship between the contents and the language, just as you're talking silver and gold, uh, there's still a relationship between them. If not less than that. It seems like that it was very important to the people when they founded Israel in the beginning, uh, it was very important to them that everything should be done in Hebrew, that the people should talk Hebrew and that the classes should be in Hebrew. And uh, we had also a previous discussion from the Rebbe about uh, the boys that were students were coming to Israel and they didn't speak, they spoke Yiddish, it was an issue. So, uh, So the Rebbe addresses him. This person apparently wrote to the Rebbe about it. So he says that we should prepare uh, counselors and uh, people of influence that can teach Hasidus in Lushen Kodesh, uh, in Hebrew, in Lushen Kodesh, versus maybe Yiddish or maybe uh, uh, Russian. I don't know what exactly what they spoke over there. He wanted them to be probably versus Yiddish. So the Rebbe says, for sure you know that there are many people who teach Hasidus in public forms in the Holy Land. They do it in Lushen Kodesh. So it's not like we have to raise people to start talking Lushen Kodesh. There are people already like that that speak Lushen Kodesh. Now, the Rebbe further says, he uses the um, analogy from the verse that says, you're using golden uh, apples that you place them in silver holders. Uh, so the golden apples, of course, refers to the teachings of Hasidus. That is the golden apples. That's that golden. The holders are the language that you speak is uh, silver. So... The Reb, so he, he tried to say, basically, 
it may be teaching of Hasidus, it may be Torah, which is gold, but it should be in the silver holders, in other words, should be in Lashon Kodesh. So, the Rebbe says, well, you bring up this verse, I don't need to emphasize that there needs to be, like we, like the, the example that you're saying, uh, the, the difference between the content, that's, we call it the goal, the words, and the language, which is the spoken, how you present those Torah words, which language you use, there has to be an attitude of gold to silver. Gold is much more important than silver, even more than gold to silver. In other words, the emphasis on the language is not so important how you deliver how you present it, how you give it over, what language, as long as you have the goods over there, you have the Torah included in there. So, uh, also he says, the Rambam brings this example on a parable and a lesson for the Torah, an example that the Torah uses as a mashal and a nimshal of Torah. But, the uh, uh, the contents of what we speak and the language in which we speak them, that doesn't have to be uh, the same level. It could be different. And therefore, the Rebbe says, I'm a little bit surprised. Why are you trying to emphasize so much in the letter? Apparently, he was pushing very strongly how important it is to speak in Hebrew, in Russian Kodesh. The Rebbe says, I'm a little surprised. Why are you uh, elevating so much the silver as it relates to the, uh, to the gold? Apparently, they were trying to get some funding from the government, from the Israeli government, and they were giving them hardships because maybe in this yeshiva or in the school, they weren't fully teaching in Hebrew and things like that. So, and he was uh, sort of telling the Rebbe how important it is, the language. And the Rebbe says, I'm a little surprised how you are elevating and making it so important. You know, this is the gold and that's the silver. It's not, doesn't have to be the same level. And the Rebbe says, it seems like from your letter that in the various different offices, uh, in the Holy Land, the people in charge over there, they emphasize specifically the externality, you know, how the presentation over the true inner meanings, the account, uh, 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 what, what is the message, what are we teaching? Rabbi is trying to say it's not so important how we present it as to make sure that we present authentic Yiddishkeit, that the gold is there. That's the main thing. Uh, the Rebbe says, I'm not, uh, I don't want to suspect you that, uh, I guess, suspect him uh, that he is not thinking that it's important enough the Chabad to teaching that they're teaching and bringing Yiddishkeit 
uh, Rebbe Sabon didn't uh, suspect you, but uh, and the Rebbe says, I justified you that the ear of Eretz Yisrael, the Rebbe says, can sort of have an influence, you know, you're in that environment. And the Rebbe says, you know, the Rebbe says, I, if I, my suspicion that you are also uh, standing on the ceremony that the wording, this, the, 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 the language needs to be in such a way. So the Rebbe says, if I'm wrong, in other words, that you don't, then I'll be happy. I'm, I'm but the Rebbe is talking to him about that, you know, that the most important part is actually uh, to make sure. As the Rebbe says, I'm sure you will utilize your influence in the various different offices uh, that to the extent that you can, they should give the ability, the uh, help out to give Tzirei Chabad, the young Chabad organization, to give them the means, the funds, so they can increase their work by increasing their budget to give them more money so that they can do the work more. And, okay, so the Rebbe is trying, you know, they were looking for excuses maybe sometimes or they really believe that. And the Rebbe wanted them to support, to give the necessary funding that they need and to increase the funding so they can do their work. Now, the Rebbe says, I understand that right away the people are going to come with an argument this goes against the principle that it has to be, uh, you know, the main thing is the, the language, it goes against the plans of the office, etc., etc. But the Rebbe says everybody, they too agree that the principle, the inner, uh, is more than the inner idea over here. And I think they may be talking about the religious... Uh, Offices, you know, which was in charge of making sure that there is Yiddishkeit in the society, but that them, even they, Rebbe says, for sure they agree that it's not so much the presentation, but it's the mostly it's the contents, what you say. So, what it is is to prepare a community that will pay attention to the words of Torah and not, God forbid those who rebelled against the Torah. So that's the most important thing. It's not the language, but what to prepare. Anyways, the Rebbe is uh, interceding and asking him to do whatever he can to provide the funding and not to let detour that because of a language or something in that, in to, to that extent. The fourth point the Rebbe brings down, they bring down over here in this letter, the fourth point is that I was pleased, it was pleasant to me to read in the end of your letter that you're going to send me the uh, uh, chapters and the uh, articles that you uh, publicized and also your, uh, say for his book he was publishing that is in the, uh, that is being printed. Uh, And the Rebbe says, for sure you've already sent it and thank you, the Rebbe says. Number five, the Rebbe says, as you requested, I asked the secretary, 
that they should send you a catalog from our publications. And when you will let us know which of the Sephorim or which of these Maimorim, the articles that interest you, without Blineder, the Rebbe says, I will be sent to you. If they have not yet been sold out, if they're still available, we'll send them to you. And the point number six the Rebbe uh, makes here is, for sure you participated in the Fabrengen of the Yortzeit, of a Yudshvat, and the Rebbe adds that he is, is enclosing the Mimer of the Yom Hilula of the day of the Yortzeit, the Hilula, that has been published with editions. And which also brings us to today's day. Today is also the Yom HaHilula from the Rebbe, which is the third day of Tammuz. And the Rebbe says that people should participate in a Fabrengen uh, for the Yom HaHilula. We're doing, it's kind of late, but we're doing in Shul after Mar. We're having a, uh, a Fabrengen, so a video presentation. So if it's not beyond people's bedtime, uh, I don't know, after 9 o'clock, uh, I mean, everybody's welcome to join us. But uh, as we saw also before, it's a time to um, reflect, you know, when it comes to your site, it's a time to reflect. The Rebbe also spoke about previously to recount the person's work that they did during their lifetime. You know, they the Messias Nefesh and the self-sacrifice. And, uh, of course, uh, by uh, the Rebbe, we know that the Rebbe basically changed the uh, scope uh, of the landscape of Jewish life by uh, relentlessly uh, promoting Yiddishkeit through by himself and through his shluchim and constantly, constantly. Now, while the work of the Rebbe is, keeps on going and, you know, Baruch Hashem, uh, it's increasing, but there's really still uh, no comparison. If the Rebbe was with us physically, it would have been a hundred times fold, you know, what we see today would have been a change. So, therefore, we, we miss the Rebbe and uh, we pray for Mashiach to come and... Uh, the time of Tchiyas Hamesim, and we'll be all together. The Rebbe will be with us again. Okay, so today is a good day to connect.